Welcome to the Front Desk Goddess Diaries. My name is Amy and I am a personal practice coach for the Brady Group. I've been in your shoes and I have the pleasure of working with dental practices across the globe. And you know what I've discovered? Everyone has the same challenges. I'm excited to share wisdom that I've gained from great dental practices just like yours. So today I want to talk about five reasons you probably aren't scheduling more new patients. One thing that's really interesting is uh, that uh, I get to listen to more and more new patient phone calls. I'm finding the same themes over and over. And it's not that we don't know what to do. It's not that we don't understand how to get new patients in. It's just, we get busy. You guys at the front are spinning plates constantly. You have distraction upon distraction. There's so much going on around the, the dental office, especially surrounding the front office that it's really difficult to focus. And so oftentimes we don't do what we know we need to do. Even as I listen to some new patient phone calls for um, dental practices that I know for a fact, <laughs> know better, know how to communicate with a new patient or a prospect over the phone, we're still hearing some of the same things over and over. So here's what we're seeing. Basically, there are five reasons why you're not scheduling more new patients. First thing is you're failing to connect, and we're gonna talk about each one of these and break them down, but number one, you're failing to connect. Number two, there's a lack of enthusiasm or empathy as appropriate over the phone. Third thing that's happening is we're getting too technical, in some cases, even diagnosing over the phone. Putting the insurance and money ahead of the relationship is, is the fourth thing. And then five, failure to ask for the appointment. Yeah, you heard me. We're not asking for the appointment. So let's break this down. Number one, failure to connect. We have to build a relationship first and foremost. How do we do that? Well, we have to smile when we answer the phone. That sounds silly, but believe it or not, people can hear you smile. They know if maybe they've called and interrupted you, um, your attitude, just kind of what's going on in your headspace when you answer the phone is going to set the tone. Had somebody tell me one time, uh, put a put a mirror by the phone at the front desk. And I thought that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But you know what? It's a reminder that you've got to get in the right headspace to answer the phone, because if you're not, then you're not going to come across as sincere as you'd like to, and you're not going to schedule as many new patients. So put that mirror by the phone as a reminder. Hey, focus. It's focus time. Uh, we've got to get their name immediately. If we don't, then we're not connecting. People like to hear their name. I made the assumption that's a fundamental uh, when answering the phone, when dealing with prospects in whatever business you happen to be in, but you know what? You're not doing it. We're not getting their name immediately. Um, I don't care if they're asking a question like, how much is a crown? Or do you do bleaching? Put that question on the shelf and say, I am so glad you called. Sounds like you're looking for a new dentist. Do you mind me asking who I'm speaking with? Let's do that. Introduce yourself, connect by name. Hearing our name, guys, is music to our ears and you can't connect with somebody until you call them by name. So let's make sure that we do that, okay? Don't put new patients on hold. That's part of connecting and building the relationship as well. Nothing puts a dent in the relationship more and first, press, first impressions are everything and you're not killing your first impressions more than when you put them on hold. 
Okay. Be aware of your new patient availability coming up. That's part of morning huddles for Brady Group members, our all access members. You guys know that's part of your morning huddle conversation is when is our next new patient availability? Okay. And uh, hopefully you have a new patient opening within a week. And uh, because if you don't, you're probably going to schedule some new patients, but the likelihood of them showing up may be low. So let's make sure we're not putting them on hold. Make sure you know when your next availability is and everybody in the office ought to be able to schedule a new patient because, um, you know, if you don't, let's say the assistant answers the phone and says, oh, you know what? Amy is the one that schedules new patients. Can you hold on a minute? Uh, no, let's not do that. Um, in fact, I would put a note card with bullet points and uh, I'll put bullet points in the show notes so you can print those out. But I would put a note card with the bullet points by every single phone and, and, and computer just as a reminder of what information should be gathered. Um, by having a set time for new patients every day, you're, you're maintaining control over an effective schedule and everyone knows where new patients should be scheduled. So, you know, that goes into a whole different conversation as far as block scheduling. Um, and we're not going to go there today, but we will in a future podcast. So the other part about um, even connecting and relationship is what happens after the phone call, between the phone call when you actually schedule the appointment and the time in which they are set to come in your office. I would encourage them to visit your website, social media. Hopefully it's updated and you have patient testimonials and keep everything uh, current. Be certain that that patient receives something from you between the call and a visit. Uh, welcome letter. Again, I'll put a sample of our welcome letter in the show notes, but uh, testimonials, you can send it via snail mail, which frankly, I think makes more of an impact. Even send them a little goodie, something fun. Uh, if you don't have time to send it snail mail, at least email, okay? Uh, here's another thought. What if your doctor called new patients the night before just to touch base and let them know, hey, I'm looking forward to meeting you. I hear that uh, you're gonna be visiting our office at two o'clock tomorrow, and I am super excited to meet you. If there's anything I can do in preparation for your visit, I hope you'll let us know. That makes a huge impression. And you know what? If you have a patient on the fence that, uh, or a prospective new patient that maybe is nervous or um, has had something more important come up, uh, or so they think, <laughs> uh, they may be on the fence as to whether or not they're going to show up. That just might be the deal breaker. So what do you do well when it comes to patient relationships? And what action do you need to take to improve the relational aspect of the office? Think about it. Second reason patients aren't coming in or that you're not scheduling more new patients is uh, our lack of empathy or failure to show enthusiasm as it's appropriate. Uh, empathy, if there's pain or emergency, I sure hope that you are, um, gosh, apologize for, for them. Not that you've done anything, but I am so sorry that you're having to deal with this. There is nothing worse than having to deal with, with dental problems. But I can assure you, Dr. Brady is awesome. And I know he's gonna be able to make you comfortable. So take that opportunity to demonstrate some compassion, okay? And just not just for their discomfort, but even for just the inconvenience. Don't ask stupid questions like, well, how long's it been hurting? Uh, where is the tooth, upper right, lower left? Is it sensitive to hot or cold? Oh my gosh, stop, <laughs> just stop. Um, because here's what's going to happen. We ask those questions just because we've always done it. But guess what? When they come in, you're going to ask it again. The assistant's going to ask it again. The doctor's going to ask it again. Just don't. 
oh my gosh, just let them know you really care, people. <laughs> it's not our job to educate them over the phone or find out you know, what exactly is going on. Um, really, the goal is just to get them through the door. They need to feel heard, they need to feel understood. And you know what, handling emergency calls is so routine for us, but emergencies, uh, dental emergencies are not routine for the patient. What if you approach each one of those situations as it's the first, as if it were the first time you had ever heard someone had a toothache? Or what if your dear grandmother called you and said, Amy, I have a toothache, I broke a tooth. How would you react? Okay, think about it. All right, maybe uh, it's a, a situation where it's appropriate to show enthusiasm. Maybe a patient's wanting veneers or they're asking about bleaching or um, maybe they want to replace some missing teeth with implants and they've been doing some research. If you're not excited about what you do, how the heck can you expect your patients to be excited about it? Um, a long time ago, I uh, was coaching a practice that was really struggling and the gal at the front desk, she told me, she said, you know, patients are complaining. They're, they're complaining that, you know, our, our office isn't a happy place. And I was like, well, yeah, duh. I mean, people don't like going to the dentist. And um, at that point in time, this was several years ago before we, we Zoomed quite a bit. And I had the opportunity to, to drop in that practice. It was near my home. And uh, guess what? <laughs> the patients were right. Not only was it not a happy place, but guys, it was like a funeral home. I'm not even kidding. The music, the somber personalities, which, you know, the doctor said we're professional. <laughs> They're slowly milling around the office. I mean, I'm not kidding. I couldn't get out of that place quick enough. I would not want to be a patient in that office. See, here's the thing. There is a definite common thread among practices that we see they're having success. There is sincere joy among the team. Okay. I know work isn't always fun, but guess what, guys? You have the opportunity to choose joy every day. And if you're waiting until you get the office just to to get to the office to see how everybody else is doing and your mood and your attitude is determined by everyone else, then you're in a bad place, okay? Stop looking outside of yourself for uh, reasons to blame on you know, your attitude. Um, if it's other team members or you think, oh my gosh, you know, we just live in a bad place. You know, it's our town, it's our patients, it's insurance, the economy, it's who's in office, stop. Because by giving up control and placing blame, you are giving up joy, okay? We've already talked about the fact uh, many times in the Brady Group that people make the decision to come to your practice and spend their time and money emotionally. So why are we taking ourselves so seriously? I mean, dentistry is, is far from a life or death situation. And if you're just ho-hum about your work and what you do and you're trudging through your day to get until five o'clock, guess what? Your patients can tell. And over the phone, they can tell. And they don't want to be any more a part of your practice than you appear to want to be. Okay. So show enthusiasm, show enthusiasm, be excited. Um, and your level of enthusiasm, people cannot be controlled by anybody but you. Okay. Don't choose your level of happiness and how you choose to be based on other people around you. You know, the moment I realized that in my life, and it took a while, <laughs> but it was so freeing to know that me, Myself, what I saw in the mirror, I was the only one in charge of my happiness. And it sounds uh, cliche, but success isn't necessarily the key. You know, I think we're all waiting. Well, gee, when we get this many new patients or when we produce this much, we'll be happy. 
stop it. Okay. Choose joy, make that decision. I know I kind of uh, went off on a, a rampage there, but it's huge guys. Patients can tell if we're enthusiastic about what we do. So think about it. What are you going to do to improve your level of enthusiasm? Yours, who you see in the mirror. All right. The third thing that's keeping new patients from scheduling is uh, we might actually be diagnosing over the phone or getting technical. So sometimes patients call your office and they have specific questions. Before you start answering questions, make sure you understand their frame of reference. And even before that, connect, 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 name, relationship, enthusiasm, or empathy. Make sure that you do those things first. But if we um, just start answering questions without understanding their motivation, we're going to miss things. Okay, Get more information. Get their story. Maybe they're saying, uh, yeah, how much is a crown? Oh my goodness, it sounds like you're looking for a new dentist. Do you mind me asking who I'm speaking with? Bob, I am so glad you called. I can tell you, Bob, you called the right place. Who can we thank for referring you? Sounds like you have something going on, Bob. Tell me more. Okay, get the story. Um, you notice I endorse the practice. You have called the right place. Make sure that you avoid what we call the three Ps, the process, parts, and procedure. Um, well, I don't know. It depends on what kind of crown you need. Uh, we really don't, you know, quote fees over the phone. It's impossible to do that. The doctor is going to need to see you and have an x-ray and do, a, do an exam before we can tell you anything. Just quit it. <laughs> see, patients um, really don't know what else to ask. And so give them something else in which to measure value for coming to your office rather than just calling the next one on the list on, on Google. Um, remember, patients make decisions emotionally. They don't make decisions um, rationally or technically most, most often. So if you go down a technical road on the phone, you're going to overwhelm them. Try this. Try role playing a phone call. Okay, If you're playing the dental professional answering uh, the phone, you can only ask questions during the exercise. Um, that kind of forces us to be more curious. I understand in a real call, you're going to get to the point where you actually have to answer or say something. But if you can get in the habit of being curious and asking questions and kind of, you know, role play with that rule, you can only ask questions um, and focus on the patient and what they're trying to accomplish rather than confusing and overwhelming them. All right. Fourth reason why you're not scheduling more, more new patients, you're putting money and insurance ahead of the relationship. Okay. Many of us, uh, well, I don't like shoppers. They're just looking for the cheapest deal. Maybe, maybe not. Again, they may not know what to ask. So get more information, connect first, get their name. Tell me what's going on. It sounds like you've been told you might need a crown. Tell me more about that. Uh, maybe they're calling about implants. Oh, that's exciting. It sounds like you've done some homework. Tell me what you know about implants and what you're wanting to accomplish uh, by getting implants. Okay, ask about the desired end result. Don't say, well, we're gonna have to get you in and see if you're a candidate. <laughs> Stop, people. Oh, my goodness. Some will really be just price shopping. And here are some ideas if you feel like that's their you know, major intent. And in spite of your efforts to connect and build relationships, they're just adamant about wanting a fee. I would say a couple of things. You can try this. Other than the fee, can you tell me what else is important to you when looking for a dentist? Or you might say, I would love to be able to give you an accurate fee for what you're wanting to accomplish. It's a little hard to do so without a little bit more information. It sounds like cost is 
probably the major, you know, determining factor for you. Tell me more. Uh, we have some wonderful ways to help our patients with their treatment investment. Is that something that would be helpful? Okay, let's look at uh, ways to help them and offer alternatives instead of just getting down to, well, we don't quote these over the phone, or here's a range. Okay, again, that's very technical. Um, that is uh, not relational. That's very technical. Let's talk about insurance. <clears throat> now, it kind of depends on where you are. I understand um, there are going to be dental practices all over the map when it comes to insurance that are listening in. But uh, I can tell you, as far as Brady Group members, um, those that we coach in our program, uh, even though we've all been trained to ask the question, do you have dental insurance? Before we do anything else, you are telling patients or you're sending the message that insurance is very important in your practice. So you're setting a precedent. Why don't you try this? Let the patient bring it up first. Okay? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to handle insurance any differently at this point in time. It just means you aren't putting it before the relationship. Okay? Don't be the first one to bring it up. And then we freak out and think, well, what if they don't say anything? I can tell you nine times out of 10, they're going to bring it up. They're going to bring it up. And if you want more tips on how to handle insurance, maybe you're looking at getting out of PPOs or minimizing the effect of insurance in your fee for service practice, whatever that looks like, um, give me a shout. I would be happy to, to uh, send you some resources. Um, here's another thing to think about. Patients may be calling and saying, well, how much is a cleaning? How much is a new patient visit? Well, first of all, let's ask, what are you wanting to accomplish? Sounds like you're looking for a dentist and want your teeth clean. What else do you want to accomplish on that visit? Okay, ask some questions. Don't say, well, we do a very thorough exam on our first visit and we take a full mass set of x-rays and we do this and we do this and we do this. And it, it's a two hour visit and it's going to be $499. Um, uh, unless you have adult fluoride and that's another $99 and blah, 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 blah. Okay, just stop. I would choose one new patient, one fee for your new patient visit. You know, for that patient who's looking to come in, establish, establish themselves, get their teeth clean, things like that, it doesn't matter. Say, so you know what, you are in luck. We actually have a promotional new patient uh, visit and the total is $249. And that's just gonna take care of whatever you need with your cleaning um, or whatever it is you're wanting to accomplish uh, on that day. And so don't break it all out, depending on the x-rays, all these things. It can confuse and overwhelm your patient. And uh, then they're going to start nitpicking with you about, well, I really don't want the x-rays. Um, or I heard fluoride's not good. Yeah, they're going to start nitpicking and it's like Burger King, have it your way. Stop. Just, just have one general fee. Okay. Now, here's something to think about. Just because a patient asks about costs, whether it's a crown or implants or a new patient cleaning, it doesn't mean that they don't have the potential be, to be an off, awesome, can't talk today, awesome patient in your practice. Cost is the only barometer they have uh, when they call your office. Give them something else in which to measure value. I cannot emphasize that enough. Uh, put the money on the shelf and focus on the person. Treat the person, not their teeth. So think about that. And I hope as a, as a team, you will pause this uh, podcast and think about or discuss what action are you going to take so that patients don't see money and insurance as the most important thing when calling your office. All right. The fifth thing that keeps us from getting new patients scheduled, failure to ask for the appointment. Yes, 
Believe it or not, I have heard several new patient calls lately where we get through the entire conversation and at the end, the patient's like, okay, or prospective patient that we didn't get scheduled says, well, thanks. And that's the end. Okay. We're really good information givers sometimes, but we fail to convert patients to the schedule. So invite them in. The easiest way to do that is make sure you block time, especially for limited exams, especially for a new patient visit in hygiene, um, whatever that looks like, and uh, make sure that it's easy for you to offer that time. And you know, if you're not blocking new patient times and you find that, gosh, it's uh, December before we can get new patients in, again, that's going to be a problem. They might even schedule and then no-show because after they call you, they're calling other offices to see if someone can get them in sooner. And you know what? They're not gonna bother to call you back and cancel. And then they're gonna ghost you when you call them and try and reschedule. So make sure that you are blocking time. All right, I hope that uh, you were able to gain some, uh, some insight by um, coming up with some ways and maybe pausing this podcast as, as I went along and talked about those five things that are getting in the way. Again, remember, connect number one connect get their name build a relationship number two show enthusiasm or empathy as appropriate number three avoid diagnosing over the phone or getting technical four put the relationship ahead of money and insurance and five ask for the stinking appointment Are you on the verge of burnout? Is stress ruining your love for dentistry? Are you working too hard for the money you're bringing home? If you're ready to kick the Sunday night blues to the curb, join us in Orlando, Florida, November 9th through 11th, 2022 for our flagship event, Mission Possible Case Acceptance Super Conference. For more information and to register, just click the link in the show notes.